Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. Who send that thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Benite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved for this generation and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 69. I put the wrong page number in the chat bar. It's on page 421, not page 461. Save me, O God, for the waters are come in even unto my soul. I stick fast in the deep mire where no ground is. I am come into deep waters so that the floods run over me. I am weary of crying. My throat is dry. My sight faileth me for waiting so long upon my God. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They that are mine enemies, and would destroy me guiltless, are mighty. I paid them the things that I never took. God, thou knowest my simpleness and my faults are not hid from thee. Let not them that trust in thee, O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed for my cause. Let not those that seek thee be confounded through me, O Lord God of Israel. And why? For thy sake I have suffered reproof. <laughs> Shame hath covered my face. I am become a stranger unto my brethren, even an alien unto my mother's children. For the zeal of thine house have even eaten me, and the rebukes of them that rebuke thee are fallen upon me. I wept and chastened myself with fasting, and that was turned into my reproof. I put on sackcloth also, and they jested upon me. They that sit in the gate speak against me, and the drunkards make songs upon me. But, Lord, I make my prayer unto thee in an acceptable time. Hear me, O God, in the multitude of thy mercy, even in the truth of thy salvation. Take me out of the mire that I sink not, 
Oh, let me be delivered from them that hate me and out of the deep waters. Let not the water flood drown me, neither let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is comfortable. Turn thee unto me according to the multitude of thy mercies. And hide not thy face from thy servant, for I am in trouble. O haste thee, and hear me. Draw nigh unto my soul, and save it. O deliver me because of mine enemies. Thou hast known my reproach, reproach, my shame, and my dishonor. Mine adversaries are all in thy sight. Reproach hath broken my heart. I am full of heaviness. I look for some to have pity on me, but there was no man, neither found I any to comfort me. They gave me gall to eat, and when I was thirsty, they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table be made a snare to take themselves withal, and let the things that should have been for their wealth be unto them an occasion of falling. Let their eyes be blinded, that they see not, and ever bow down their backs. Pour out thine indignation upon them, and let thy wrathful displeasure take hold of them. Let their habitation be void, and no man to dwell in their tents. For they persecute him whom thou hast smitten, and they talk how they may vex them whom thou hast wounded. Let them fall from one wickedness to another, and not come into thy righteousness. Let them be wiped out of the book of the living, and not written among the righteous. As for me, when I am poor and in heaviness, thy help, O God, shall lift me up. I will praise the name of God with a song, and magnify it with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than a bullock that hath horns and hooves. The humble shall consider this and be glad. Seek ye after God, and your soul shall live. For the Lord heareth the poor, and despiseth not his prisoners. Let heaven and earth praise him, the sea and all that moveth therein. For God will save Sion and build the cities of Judah, that men may dwell there, and have, in, have it in possession. The posterity also of his servant shall inherit it, and they that love his name shall dwell therein. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 23rd chapter of the second book of Samuel. <clears throat> now these are the last words of David. Thus says David, the son of Jesse, thus says the man raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob and the sweet psalmist of Israel. The spirit of the Lord spoke by me and his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel said the rock of Israel spoke to me. He who rules over men must be just ruling in the fear of God. And he shall be like the light of the morning when the sun rises, a morning without clouds, like the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after, the, after rain. Although my house is not so with God, yet he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. For this is all my salvation and all my desire. Will he not make it increase? But the sons of rebellion shall be as thorns thrust away, 
because they cannot be taken with hands. But the man who touches them must be armed with iron and the shaft of a spear, and they shall be utterly burned with fire in their place. <clears throat> These are the names of the mighty men whom David had, Josheb, Bathshebeth, the Tachmonite, chief among the captains. He was called Adino, the Esnite, because he had killed 800 men at one time. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty men with David when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle, and the men of Israel had retreated. <clears throat> he arose and attacked the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand stuck to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day, and the people returned after him only to plunder. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils, so the people fled from the Philistines. But he stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Then three of the thirty chief men went down at harvest time and came to David at the cave of Adullam, and the troop of Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David said with longing, Oh, that someone would give me a drink of water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord. And he said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is this not the blood of the men who went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. These things were done by the three mighty men. Now, Ibishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was chief of another three. He lifted his spear against 300 men, killed them, and won a name among these three. Was he not the most honored of three? Therefore, he became their captain. However, he did not attain to the first three. Benaiah was the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man from Kabzeel, who had done many deeds. He had killed two lion-like heroes of Moab. He also had gone down and killed a lion in the midst of a pit on a snowy day. And he killed an Egyptian, a spectacular man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, so he went down to him with a staff, wrested the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and killed him with his own spear. <clears throat> These things Benaniah, the son of Jehoiada, did, and won a name among three mighty men. He was more honored than the thirty, but he did not attain to the first three, and David appointed him over his guard. Asahel, the brother of Joab, was one of the thirty. Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem. Shammah, the Herodite. Elika, the Herodite. El Elez, the Paltite. Ira, the son of Ikish, the Tekoite. Abiezer, the Anathothite. Mabunai, the Hushathite. Zalman, the Hahuite, Maharai, the Netophathite, Heleb, the son of Baana, the Netophathite, Itai, the son of Riba, from Gibeah of the children of Benjamin, Benaiah, the Pirathonite, Hadai, from the brooks of Gash, Abi Alban, the Arbathite, Asmaveth, the Barhumite, Elihaba, 
the Shahalbonite, the sons of Jashin, Jonathan, Shama, the Hararite, Ahim, the son of Sharar, the Hararite, Eliphelet, the son of Ashbai, the son of Makarthite, Eliam, the son of Atathophel, the Gilanite, Hezrai, the Carmelite, Pa'arai, the Arbite, Igal, the son of Nathan of Zobah, Bani, the Gadite, Zelek, the Ammonite, Naharai, the Birthite, armor-bearer of Joab, the son of Zariah, Ira, the Ithrite, Gareb, the Ithrite, and Uriah, the Hittite, 37 in all. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus says on page 11, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious stone of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 16th verse of the 8th chapter of the 2nd Epistle to the Corinthians. But thanks be to God who puts the same earnest care for you into the heart of Titus. For he not only accepted the exhortation, but being more diligent, he went to you of his own accord. And we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. And not only that, but who was also chosen by the churches to travel with us with this gift, which is administered by us to the glory of the Lord himself and to show your ready mind, avoiding this, that anyone should blame us in this lavish gift, which is administered by us, providing honorable things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have often proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent because of the great confidence which we have in you. If anyone inquires about Titus, he is my partner and fellow worker concerning you. Or if our brethren are inquired about, they are messengers of the churches, the glory of Christ. Therefore, show to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, 
for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, hope, and charity. And that we may obtain that which thou dost promise, Make us to love that which thou dost command through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our, uh, Chapter from Second Samuel is kind of a fun chapter with all the mighty warriors. Kudos to Keith, maybe earning a name among the three, the thirty for wrestling through that list of names uh, can come upon you unawares in your readings. Um, but it does remind us that David, um, you know, that we he started running from Saul and he went out into the wilderness. And and it, there's a passage back earlier in Samuel where it says they went out to him all, everyone who was in debt and everybody who had trouble and, and gathered around David. And now we kind of get a list of, you know, there's some pretty badass dudes went out and hung out with David in the wilderness. So they were, they were a, a pretty formidable uh, group. And um, 
but it also provides an image that we, we think of, of David fighting as a warrior, fighting these physical battles, an image of the spiritual battle, which is always the larger battle um, of, of the Christian life. It's also notable that, um, at least some commentators have noted, that, that the list of warriors um, it says there are 37, but if you count them, you probably get 36. It may be that Joab's name is sort of silently present, but 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 not there. And David begins this um, <clears throat> sort of <clears throat> excuse me summary chapter by talking about the necessity of of the ruler being just, and contrasting the just ruler with the sons of Belial. But the, the just ruler is the one who rules in relationship to God, and the sons of rebellion, as is the translation, are those who rebel against God. So justice is not simply an abstract principle of justice; it's ruling in in relationship with God. And so, so that's and that is though David had his notable uh, slip, and it's also ironic that the last name in this list of mighty men is Uriah the Hittite, to remind, uh, sort of reminder of of the chief injustice of David's career. Um, but nonetheless, David largely lives his life in relationship with God and his own vindication and the prosperity of Israel under his rule is a result of that relationship that he, that he ruled in, 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 in relationship to that. Um, and this kind of ties in the New Testament lesson, which is still talking about this collection that St. Paul made from the churches uh, to aid the poor in Jeru the the church in Jerusalem, which was poor because in following Jesus it had been cut off from its its uh, the social life of the community, and all these people that St. Paul has put in charge of the collection, each church he collects from sends a messenger, and then there are people of good reputation to handle the money so that there's no um, opportunity for any accusation that money was handled wrongly. That's always uh, something that really undermines ministerial efforts when there's implications that money got misplaced or something like that. And it's also, you know, added pressure on the Corinthians who haven't quite finished their offering to say, hey, listen, all these churches, all these messengers, they're all going, you know, time to time for you guys to give and, and to um, to participate in, in this offering, which they had delayed doing. And then last, uh, today is Friday, which accounts for Psalm 69, which is really a Good Friday Psalm. It has a few allusions in the New Testament or a few things that are, that are mentioned in the New Testament about the Psalm. Most notably, uh, verse 22, they gave me gall to eat and I was thirsty. When I was thirsty, they gave me vinegar to drink. Uh, words that are on, on the mouth of Jesus, um, you know, in, in the crucifixion and, this psalm picks up this narrative of the the, the servant of God who is uh, besieged by foes. The image of the waters come up, um, the image of to, to the neck. It's beginning to overwhelm me, and and the, that's the sort of image. And there's all these enemies around me uh, that they're, they're persecuting me and chasing me, chastening uh, me, or or criticizing me, mocking me, and and the servant is in the posture of prayer, sackcloth, uh, fasting. And the, the key point here, again, is in the midst of this overwhelming onslaught of, of the enemy, and we understand this as we pray this as Christians, as, as the enemy being the spiritual enemies, 
as Ephesians says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And oftentimes we face circumstances in life that seem overwhelming, but it's not really the, just the physical thing. It's the spiritual weight that comes to the temptation to take the easy way out or abandon a faithfulness in the midst of opposition. And so the psalmist uh, holds on to, to God, holds on to, um, I make my prayer unto thee in an acceptable time, and prayers, the prayers that God will hear him in the multitude of his mercies. And that's the essential posture of the psalmist, of our Lord, of the church, pleading for God to vindicate us in the midst of our struggles and committing to just action while we wait for him to act. And it, it, the epitome of this, of course, is Good Friday, where our Lord offers himself to the Father and is vindicated in the resurrection on Easter Day. There are these um, what are called imprecatory sort of petitions at the end from verse 23 on, where, where he says, let their table be made a snare, let their eyes be blinded, pour out their indignation upon them. Uh, it's noted sometimes that this doesn't match up with our Lord's uh, words on the cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. But we have to be very uh, clear that um, our Lord's righteous action in taking on our, our humanity and giving himself for the sins of the world and saying, forgive them, that's his innocent action through the point of death. But the justice of God will always, in the long run, you know, request or, or, or repay those who have done wrong. And so what we see in, in Jerusalem, where Jesus says, forgive them, and then there's another generation where there's repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, but then Jerusalem is completely destroyed in AD 70. So there is justice. Um, so we're supposed, and this, the point here is we are supposed to forgive. We are not supposed to take justice into our hands, but we're to ask God to judge, let God take care of in his good time. And that's the posture of God's people holding on to God, maintaining blamelessness by our behavior, also by our confession, by which when sin comes upon us, we, we cleanse ourselves and waiting for God to act and vindicate us. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health among all nations. More especially, we pray for the Holy Church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort them, relieve them according to their several necessities, 
giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together, the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good with you all in prayer today. Have a great start to the weekend. Peace. Thanks, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you. Peace. Yeah, and Keith, kudos to you, brother. Yes. <laughs> that was a long one. <laughs> the mighty man, Keith. The mighty man of, yeah. <laughs> Among the three, right? <laughs> <laughs>